generation is rising on an emerging generation of kings. Are you ready for a word from God? To charge us for about 25, 30 minutes as a man of God. He is diligent. He is dependable. He is sturdy. He serves so passionately, so sacrificially. Fine man with a fine wife and a fine son and fine twins coming next year. Hallelujah. Double for your trouble. Listen, gentlemen, celebrate my son in the gospel as he comes to bless our hearts. P. Land, Pastor Larry of Shidele as he comes. Raise the roof. Keep it going to the most high this morning. Lift your praise. He is good. He is kind. He is kind. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Wow. Please, you may take your seats. I don't take this for granted anytime I'm here to share the word because of many things. Uh, well, especially because of the grace of God upon my life and how I've been through a journey. But I want, to, I want us to, as a house, really, really celebrate Pastor Dami Oluwatoibo. And I'll tell you why. I'll tell you why. Please keep it going. Don't stop until I say so. Please keep it going. Keep it going. Keep it going. Yeah. That's it. That's it. You're almost there. Awesome. Awesome. Now let me tell you why. I've known Pidams for a number of years and... I never thought that one person or the presence of one person in my life could literally change my entire life, like totally, totally. I, I don't want to go too deep. There's a whole lot, but very recently, Pidams has shown his um, his fatherness or fatherhood or his father figure uh, position in my life, especially for myself and my wife, especially in this year. Pidams has spoken over us. He has shared his word. He has prophesied into our lives. He has been there. Pidams has been there. Like, not, not, he hasn't passed out from afar. He has been there physically. Oh, now he's, oh, PLT, you have caught the spirits. He's not a father that is father. He's close by. He has stood with us as a family. He has stood with me in prayer, Pidams. I'm incredibly grateful for you, for your love. Thank you, sir. Thank you. Thank you, Pidams. Okay. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Thank you. Thank you, Pastor Ami. And PLT, I can't go without saying thank you as well. You have been such a great support. So, as much as Pidams has been there, PLT has also been there. I mean, it's, it's just phenomenal. I celebrate you so much. And to my fellow ministry directors and leaders, you guys are phenomenal. We've done so much this year. Many of us have been stretched, like really, really, really stretched. And it's for a good thing. It's for a great thing, actually, because God is taking us somewhere. 
He's doing a great thing in us. Hallelujah. Glory to God. We go into the word. And as we, as we do this, I want you to um, posture your heart. Uh, we learned about this and it's so phenomenal that we are at this point now because to give thanks to God is actually a posture. It starts from your posture before you even say anything at all. Right? And the moment you are in the right, with, uh, you have the right posture, it's easy for you to receive things. It's easy for you to move around the space that you are in. Hallelujah. So I just wanted to charge us this morning on how important giving God thanks is and why we are even doing it. Who is this God that we are giving thanks to? Why is it important for us to even give him thanks anyway? Right? And I want to start with something that is so important. From the book of Psalms, chapter 36. Psalms 36 from verse 5. will be up on the screen very shortly. All right. It says, Your mercy, O Lord, is in the heavens. Your faithfulness reaches to the clouds. Take note of those numbers. Take note of those numbers. Your mercy, O Lord, is in the heavens. Your faithfulness reaches to the clouds. It's This is the entire message, really, because... I want, us, I want to show us a little about the mercy of God and his faithfulness. God is a merciful God. And why is this mercy so important? Have you thought about what your life would have been like if you weren't saved? Or how it was before you got saved? And where you are now and how you have uh, become a better person. How you have seen the greatness of God in your life, how things have literally turned around. It's the mercy of God that has made that possible. Now, what's that mercy? The mercy of God is what provokes the compassionate supply of his person, power, and presence, whether you think you qualify for it or not, because it's by his mercy that we were saved. Hallelujah. Okay, I'm going to go to that again. The mercy of God is what provokes the compassionate supply of his person, his presence, and his power whether you think you qualify for it or not. That is, I mean, that could go all the way to what God would do. I mean, whether you were saved, forget let's for a moment think that Jesus didn't come. The mercy of God was present even before that. Before you were formed in your mother's womb, God's mercy was already upon you. Now, he sent his son. And him doing that was also by his mercy because he saw that these, these are a people that I love. These are a people that I want to feel the fellowship of who I am, of what I can make available for them. And so by that mercy, he sent his son to die for us, to be the propitiation for our sins, and he brought us into the kingdom of light. That was by his mercy. So by that light, we have revelation, and then we can see better who God is. We can express him on a deeper level. We can see him on a different plane from, I mean, it's from glory to glory with God, really. 
Because when you start with God on a level, you know that God is inexhaustible. You don't start, he doesn't leave you stuck in one plane. This is all I am. You know me already. Continue living your life. No, it's from glory to glory, revelation to revelation. He keeps showing you more and more of who he is because he's a merciful God. Hallelujah. I'll read a couple of, a couple more uh, verses. Um, so from Lamentations, let me just take us to uh, the book of Lamentations very quickly. Now, Lamentations was written in a state of total despair. This guy, um, I think it was Prophet Jeremiah, that was um, in a state of total despair, discouragement. He was, he didn't know what to do. He had, if you really know what Lamentations means, means you are lamenting. Yeah, yeah, you have seen that's Shege Pro Max on a different scale. Lamentations, you are complaining times one million. But he had written and complained and written from not, and, and this is something we all need to uh, keep in mind that it's okay to complain or cry to God sometimes. It's not, it's not out of place for you to do that. But how you start. And where you end is what is most important. Because if you look at Lamentations, he started out from a place of discouragement. But in uh, Lamentations verse, um, chapter 3 from verse 22, he recognized something. Even after all the complaining and looking around and not seeing things happen, seeing the damage, seeing the despair, things being uh, broken down, the system that wasn't working. But he said this. He said, through the Lord's mercy, we are not consumed. Now, I want us to, because his compassions fail not. His compassions fail not. His compassions fail not. The mercy of God is his voice over any situation a believer is supposed to be consumed by. His mercy is what keeps us away from being consumed. Let's go back to um, Psalm 36, verse 5. It says, His mercy. Talks about His mercy and how high it is. It says, It reaches to the heavens. Psalm 36, from verse 5. It says, Your mercy is in the heavens. That means it's towering over us. So, what's that thing that you think is bigger than, than God's mercy? It says, it's, It reaches to the heavens. So, what is that thing that you think can consume you? He says the mercy of God is bigger than that thing and the mercy of God will consume that thing. Hallelujah. I know that in this house there is someone that feels despair, feels downcast, feels discouraged. This year hasn't been what you've planned, but I promise you by the word of God and by his grace, you will experience his mercy before the end of this year in the name of Jesus. You will experience his mercy on a different scale. You will see it reach over to you. It says, my mercies are new every morning. Let's go to Lamentations 3 and 23. It says, your mercies are new every morning. New every morning. That's the next. The morning is not just the breaking of the day. It's the moment you receive understanding. The moment you receive light. That is your morning. It says, they are new every morning. So for the moment that you receive revelation of God's goodness, that mercy is renewed. It reaches to the heavens again and consumes what may have wanted to consume you. Hallelujah. It says great is your faithfulness. We'll go to faithfulness because it's so critical. It's so important. Where you see mercy, you see faithfulness. And these are these are characters of God 
that he's pressing. I am a faithful God that because I am faithful, there is nothing that I would say to you or promise you that would not be fulfilled. Hallelujah. The faithfulness of God is forever. A verse says that the, the faithfulness of God is from everlasting to everlasting. Hallelujah. Some other um, translations of the, of, of the Bible call mercy his loving kindness. It merges those two words together, love and kindness. So when God shows you his love, it's not just on, that's just one side of the coin. There's also the kindness aspect. So the love may seem vague sometimes, but his kindness, you can see it, you can see him doing, it's an active process in your life. Hallelujah. So when you see God in his love, showing you, okay, Christ died for me. Okay, I believe, say you're a new believer, for instance, and you hear this, oh, Christ died for you, he loves you so much. But then when you get to the kindness part, God is showing you, in blessing, I will bless you. In multiplying, I will multiply you. This and that I promise you, I will give it to you. I will make it happen for you. Hallelujah. That's his kindness. That's his, his person in action in your life. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Let's talk about the faithfulness of God very quickly. Hallelujah. The faithfulness of God is matchless. Undisputable. It is his person expressed. Hallelujah. And it's so dangerous. Let me tell you how dangerous faithfulness is. God's faithfulness is. It's, it's one thing for a man to promise you something and the person is consistent. I celebrate Pidams for his faith. Pidams is faithful. He says he'll do something, he'll do it. If he says he's going to get to a point, he'll get to that point. He has shown us a vision of where Kings is. And for sure, I know we are getting there because of God's grace upon him and because he is a faithful man. Hallelujah. But God's faithfulness is... So, Peter, you've shown us a fraction of God's faithfulness. But let me, show, let, me, let me tell us a little more about how God can be faithful. The fact that God has created you means that he has an obligation to fulfill his mandate upon your life. The same promise he gave Abraham in the beginning is what is going to be fulfilled in your life. It says, in blessing, I will bless you. In multiplying, I will multiply you. You can't dispute that because God has said it. He has said it. It will come to pass whether you like it or not. Whether you qualify for it or not. God is faithful. So it doesn't, it's not, his faithfulness is not premised on our own belief or not. It's premised on who he is. That's where the faithfulness comes from. That's him. He's, his character, he can't, he can't dispute himself. He can't dispute himself. He can't deny himself. I want to show us this from um, Hebrews, from verse uh, chapter six. From chapter six, Hebrews chapter six, from verse fourteen. We're just going to run through it. My people, you're going to help me with this. All right, says saying, "Surely I will bless thee and multiply, and I will multiply thee." Uh, NKJV, preferably. And then it says, and so after he had patiently endured, he obtained the promise. Okay, next verse. It says, for men indeed swear by the greater, and an oath for confirmation is for them an end of all dispute. So it's just basically like saying, we've signed a contract, it's done. That's between man and man, right? Next verse, verse 17. So it says, thus God determining to show more abundantly. Hey, someone is ready for a more abundantly of God. 
in this year it is still your year of heavy harvest hallelujah god will still show you a more abundantly not just more or not just abundantly it's the two together double 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 portion more abundantly he will show you he says determined to show more abundantly to the heirs of promise we are the heirs of his promise hallelujah it says the immutability of his counsel it says he confirmed it by an oath can we see this in the tpt very quickly it says so in the same way god wanted to end all doubts so there's no place for doubt in the faithfulness of god god is faithful there is no doubt. It says, and confirm it even more forcefully. So it's commanding faithfulness upon your life. It's not a case of, oh God, ah, you said it, I believe it. He said, yes, it's by force. You must receive this blessing by force. By force. It says, to those who will inherit his promises, it says his purpose was unchangeable. Hallelujah. Can we give a loud praise to an unchangeable God? Unchangeable he is. He says he added his vow. My goodness, we knew how powerful that was. God, he said his vow to the promise. So God swore. Come to the next verse. He swore. My God. He says so it is impossible for God to lie. For we know that his promise and his vow will never change. And so now we have run into his heart to hide ourselves in so the word his faithfulness covers you so when he says he says in 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 in, in psalms 36 verse 5 he says his faithfulness reaches is far reaching he says it reaches to the clouds and you know the clouds when you look at the clouds videos of the clouds maybe a time-lapse video or something and you see pictures of the clouds moving round and round i mean just evolving i mean if you call the columnus and i can't remember all those terms but there are different types of clouds what he says still his faithfulness so even in the midst of uncertainty in the midst of things changing from this to that you made plans it didn't come through his faithfulness is unchangeable and it reaches up to even the unchanged even the things that change to show you that yes these things may change but i still remain faithful hallelujah all right so it says it says this is where we find his strength and comfort for he empowers us can we scream that he says he empowers us can we say this together he says he empowers us to seize what has already been established ahead of time see your blessing has been set to happen it is not dependent on your own clock it's dependent on god's faithfulness hallelujah he says an unshakable hope oh my goodness oh my goodness can i show you what this hope talks about it says this hope we have as an anchor for the soul verse 19 says it's an anchor for the soul both sure and steadfast it's sure so you know how an anchor holds down a boat or a ship and it goes down but our own anchor goes up hallelujah it defies the gravity of uncertainty defies the gravity of doubt of your fears and it tells you it's going up your anchor is on christ he is your anchor hallelujah it says which enters the presence let's see tbt again it says which enters the presence behind the veil presence mercy 
the compassionate supply of his power, his person, and his presence. Hallelujah. It says he sits in the heavenly realm just like mercy does. Hallelujah. Sits in the heavenly realm beyond the sacred threshold. That's where your anchor is. So you know all these truths. You've seen all these things. And still like, God, this word, you have given me this word. You have said this thing over my life. I've prayed. I've prepared. I've done all these things. Pastor Dami has spoken. He has prophesied over my life. Uh, someone in Kings has said this thing will happen. But God, I've not seen it yet. I've not seen it yet. Can you still thank God even in the midst? Because he is still faithful. Even when you don't see it come to pass, he is still faithful. He is unchangeable. He is unchangeable. He is faithful. And he will show you his mercy. Hallelujah. 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 His words, his actions, his nature, and his character bind him to his faithfulness. God cannot fail. His word cannot fail. Hallelujah. It can never, ever fail. So shall God's love, his word can never, ever fail. Hallelujah. I can't hear you. I'll say God's love never fails. His word never fails. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. There's one more thing. The love of God. So you see his mercy. You see his faithfulness. Hallelujah. It shows you his love as well. And that really encompasses all of this. As his character, his person, his nature. Can we see Romans 8.37? Let's look at it very quickly. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. It says, yet. Can we go to the preceding verses? I want us to see the things that were listed. Everything listed. All right. It says, who shall separate us from the love of Christ? It says, shall tribulation or distress or persecution, or famine, or nakedness, or peril, or sword, who has felt any of these things this year. The word is telling you, nothing can separate you from his love. As long as God loves you, nothing can separate you from his love. Nothing can take you away from that grip. It's a forceful grip. He commands his love upon us. It's a command. He commands his love upon us. Hallelujah. Alright, next verse. It says, as it is written, for your sake we are killed all day long. We are accounted as sheep for the slaughter. Next verse. It says, yet in all these things, we are more than conquerors. Do I have conquerors in the house this morning? We are more than conquerors. It says, yet. Yes, let's look at this very quickly. Pastor Dami mentioned prepositions last week. It says, yet... So while you are still in it, you are a conqueror. It's not, oh, after it happens, or oh, after I'm out of nakedness or peril or sword. It says, in it, more than conquerors. It doesn't say you are, you are a victor or you are victorious. It says you are more than that. Because greater is he that lives in you 
he lives in you he says you are more than conquerors through something something qualifies you to conquer beyond the point of conquering he says through him who loves who loved us so it's the past tense it's not it's not something that he's actively me oh, oh he's in trouble let me just pour out my love on him he loved us from before the foundations of the world he commanded that love upon us he commanded it towards us it says through him who loved us can i see the next verse it says no height okay this is 30 i think this is 38 it says for i'm persuaded that neither life, death nor life nor angels or principalities nor powers nor things present nor things to come so whatever you're going through right now is not enough to separate you from god's love because that's who he is he says it's not enough to separate you from the love of god which is in christ jesus our lord jesus was the propitiation for our sin and when he died we died with him when we rose when he rose we rose with him and because of that we are conquerors we are conquerors there's nothing that is holding you down nothing is keeping you down because you have this love overflowing running after you he says it allows us he, he says his love abroad in our hearts so you are able to even supply that same love to others hallelujah hallelujah glory to god god his love is unmatched and that is that's his person his character is undeniable he's faithful age to age everlasting to everlasting hallelujah his mercy never ends his mercy never fails hallelujah he is faithful faithful to the end he is faithful he is always working always doing something always bringing us to a point of victory not victory that we have in our minds but because by faith we access it we get into the place of victory even because we know his person we are aware of who he is hallelujah hallelujah glory to god Excuse me. Hallelujah. Who's ready to rejoice this morning? Who's ready to rejoice this morning? Excuse me, please. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Glory to God. I want to show us a verse in the Bible. That is going to activate a deeper level of worship and praise to God. It is not, it's not going to be a surface thing for you because you have this understanding already. Don't deny the power of God's mercy and his, his faithfulness to transform your life. Turn it around. He doesn't work with time. He's beyond time. So the rest of the year is still too long for you to receive your double, double. It's still too much. He's faithful. Hallelujah. So we'll sing praises with understanding. Let's, let's look at uh, Psalm 47. Hallelujah. From verse 1. We're going to do something very shortly. 
clap your hands, all you people. Shout to God with a voice of triumph because you are more than a conqueror. You are more than a conqueror. He says, clap your hands. I can't hear those claps this morning. Make it the loudest you made it this year. Clap your hands, all you people. And shout to the Lord. Is that your voice of triumph? I can't see you shouting. I can't see you clapping. Make it loud. Shout to the Lord with a voice of triumph. Hallelujah. Let's run through it very quickly. Verse 2. It says, For the Lord Most High is awesome. He is a great king over the earth. That's talking about his person. His mercy over the earth covers you so you're not consumed. Hallelujah. It says he's a great king over the earth. The earth is his. The earth is the Lord's, the fullness thereof. As as long as you are in this earth that God created, he's the king of the earth. And he will accord his blessings. Kings have abundance. And when they are ready to, when a king is ready to give you something, when a king is ready to gift you something, it's never small. It's never on a small scale. Who's ready for a king's size blessing for the rest of this year? Are you ready for a gift? King size gift. King size. Can you rejoice that God is bringing a bountiful harvest for you? Can you rejoice with that knowledge? Hallelujah. Don't take it off, my people. Don't take it off. He says he's a great king over the earth. Hallelujah. Verse 3. He says he will subdue the people under us and the nations under our feet. What is Sakba? What is that? It's under your feet. He says he will subdue the peoples, the nations. Even if the nation is what it seems like subduing you, he says you will put that nation under your feet. Under your feet to trample and to tread upon and to triumph over. Hallelujah. You will run through troops and you will leap over walls in this year. The rest of this year will be the best of this year for you. And that's not just a normal, don't take these words as familiar sayings. The rest of this year will be the best of this year for you in the name of Jesus. Let's keep it going. Psalm 47 verse 4. It says he will choose our inheritance for us. We learn about inheritance. The portion. He says he will choose our inheritance for us. He will choose it for us. It says the essence of Jacob whom he loves. Hallelujah. Verse 5. It says God has gone up with a shout. The Lord with a sound of a trumpet. Can you trumpet? You are an instrument of God. Can you shout louder than a trumpet this morning and declare that God has gone up? And when the Lord goes up, the blessings certainly, king size blessings are coming down this morning. Are you receiving them this morning? King size blessings. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Next verse, very quickly. 
It says, sing praises to God. Sing praises. Sing praises to our King. Sing praises. Who's ready to sing praises to God this morning? Who's ready to rejoice this morning? Who's ready to lift up a shout and give God a sweet, sweet dance this morning? He is good. His mercies endure forever. He is faithful. Faithful to the end. Everlasting to everlasting. He's our King. He's our fortress. He's our rock, our salvation. He's our light. He's our portion forever. He is our King. He is our King. The King over kings. The one who subdues nations and places them under our feet. He is our God. The God who cannot change. The one who changes not. He is victorious and so we are. He is triumphant and so we are. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Next verse very quickly. It says, For God is the king of all the earth is reminding you again just in case you forgot how big of a king god is he is the king of kings he says sing praises with understanding and that's what we're going to do this morning who's ready who's ready to sing praises who's ready to dance like they've never danced before this year your dance will usher you into god's abundance because you're in the presence of a king he says come boldly Remember this, mercy is not that you qualify for it. It is his urgent, forceful, compassionate supply of his person, his power, his presence. So come boldly to the throne of grace that you may obtain mercy. You will grab your own. He says he will choose our inheritance for us. You will take your own in this year. In this year of heavy harvest, you will take your own. Say, I will take my own. I will take my own. I will take my own. Do we have praises in the house? KMT, can you stand us real quick? Can you get us going real quick? Can I hear the instruments before the voices? Can I hear ourselves synchronized with the instruments this morning? Can we keep it going? Can we keep it going? Generation is rising on an emerging generation of kings. To join this growing community of kings, visit www.kingdomcentral.org. And send your full name and email address to 0908-123-4566. One more thing. Someone you know needs this. Kindly share this how.